and welcome to Myth Monsters. My name is Erin and I'll be your host for these little snack bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology, rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. I'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent culture, and we can see these represented in modern day content so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. This week, we're back over in the USA, looking into an urban legend this episode with the scary-looking black-eyed children from US folklore. Black-eyed children, or black-eyed kids, also known as BEK for short, are described as looking like normal children around 8 to 12 years old, with either older Victorian traditional clothing or a hoodie with their hoods raised over their heads to obscure their faces. Behind the hoods are a pair of staring, soulless black eyes with absolutely no whites and some very strange robotic voices. They're said to knock on doors of houses and windows of cars to ask strangers to let them in. Once they're in, they would apparently kill the person in the enclosed space, But if they aren't allowed in, they will haunt you for the rest of your days. Also, if you do shut the door or window on them, they will disappear on resight and continuously bang on the glass until they get let in or until they get bored. You can kind of see that these monsters are very similar to vampires in the sense that they would need to be invited in. But we've also got a story confirming that later on too. And they've also obviously been associated with ghosts, with their immediate disappearance when they're not let in. Now, how do these monsters come about? According to a comic that discusses their origin, it's as if they're normal children, only changed by the killing of someone or all of their family. Now, I did say this was an American monster. However, this also has been seen in the UK throughout the 20th and 21st century too. But as always, we'll get onto that later. But for etymology, there isn't really anything in particular for this one, as you can probably tell with just the title of this monster. They are just called black eyed children because they are children and have black eyes, funnily enough. However, the history behind this urban legend is what is really interesting here, and that's all based on the interpretation of children and the historical sightings of these monsters. They were first seen in 1996 in Texas by a reporter called Brian Bethel. He apparently had two children approach his car in a cinema parking lot, who asked for a ride to their mum's house for money for a ticket to the film. When the children spoke, Brian apparently felt very anxious as they came across a super robotic, so he refused. The kids then responded with, We can't get in unless you let us then revealed their black eyes under their hoods. Brian was frightened, so attempted to drive off, but the children banged on the car windows. As he pulled away quickly, the children seemingly disappeared into the night. He posted this to a ghost newsletter that he ran at the time, and then it was actually posted or leaked by one of his subscribers. The post doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. It was back in the 90s. I did try to find it, though but he does still openly talk about his experiences on podcasts and in videos, interviews, so go and have a look at some that he's done. On the other side of the pond though, Lee Brickley, a paranormal expert over here in the UK, 
is the leading expert on black-eyed children in England. He has reported black-eyed children sightings in a forest called Cannock Chase, which is very near Sheffield in the north of England, where back in 1982, his late aunt heard a child crying in these woods. Following the sound, the woman found a child dressed in a Victorian nightdress, with her face covered by her hands. As the woman got closer, the child revealed her black eyes and screamed the house down. Now in 2014, Brickley's wife then had a similar experience in the town nearest the forest, with a young girl apparently crying and then revealing her black eyes and disappearing. From these sightings though, came a whole creepypasta phenomenon much like Slenderman, with more sightings in both the UK and the States, even making it onto the front page of UK newspapers, although I will say that they were all tabloids, they are all terrible newspapers like The Sun and The Mirror, so it's no wonder they made it to that kind of thing. Interestingly though, there is no history behind the areas in the US where these monsters have been sighted, but in the UK, the area is actually a bit spooky. Cannock Chase became a ghostly hotspot in 1965, when serial killer Raymond Morris killed three little girls named Julia Taylor, Margaret Reynolds and Diana Tift, all aged between five and nine, between 1965 and 1967. Since then, the area has been reported to be haunted and sightings of little ghost girls have been reported throughout the area since. This does land us quite nicely into any real-life comparisons, as there are quite a few explanations as to why these monsters exist, and possibly explain their creepy origins. Naturally, as adults, we are genetically programmed to look after children, as they are the most vulnerable in our society. However, the idea of children has really changed throughout the last 300 years. From the Industrial Revolution, where children were thought of as a commodity, something that could be bought, traded, used in warehouses and factories like normal workers whilst child labour was a thing, and this changed massively after the war, especially in Europe, where children were then completely changed and displaced, taken from their childhoods and families, and then the idea kind of warped into the fact that childhood was innocent and sacred to be treasured. And that's kind of where we're at now. Then we kind of followed this up with the 70s, which introduced the evil children using such big movies like The Exorcist, Omen, The Shining, to go against this idea of innocence and put into the world the idea of scary, possessed kids with faces like little angels, completely disarming the audience. Also, to go alongside that, no whites in the eyes is historically a sign of lack of reliability and distrust, and black eyes usually symbolise demon possession, lack of control, and demon involvement somewhere. You've probably seen these in some kind of media trope. Apparently too, humans are naturally equally scared of different looking eyes, as they are deemed windows to the soul and become unreadable when they're fully black or disfigured. So we're kind of preset to be scared of black-eyed children or anything with black eyes. And I suppose if you think of sharks, most people are quite scared of sharks. They do have those black, lifeless eyes, which definitely helps their fear factor alongside their huge teeth and complete unpredictability. Lastly, can we actually explain the possibility of a child or really anyone with naturally black eyes? Not really, no. However, 
There is a very horrendous explanation with an old medical term called physiognomy, where you judge people based on their facial features, and that usually links to race, gender, and was openly cast out of the medical community in the late 19th century for literally being a scientific way to be racist. So that could link back to potentially the origin of these monsters back way back when. In regards to kids killing their families though, it can also be explained with the Oedipus complex, the idea that children are drawn to killing their parents, and even Peter Pan syndrome, which is where children kill to keep their youth, basically trying to stay a child much like Peter Pan and reject adulthood. These two kind of mental conditions or mental complexes, I suppose, are very much a possibility as to where this kind of kids killing people comes from. Now, on to modern media, and that just really quite nicely ends us on. I would recommend looking at the BK comic, which has some incredible art on black-eyed children. It's what I've used in all of the advertising this week. It has a really good story around BK too, including their origin. But otherwise, check out some independent art as always. They're not covered in traditional art because of their age and because of their general urban legend cryptid nature. But in movies, we have one specifically, the Black Eyed Children, Let Me In. You can look at that as an actual Black Eyed Children film. But then for spooky kids outside of Black Eyed Children, I would really suggest Coraline, Toy Story, Paranorman, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Wizards, The Black Cauldron, Orphan, The Exorcist, The Good Son, Case 39, Halloween, Ivan the Terrible, Hellraiser, Psycho and The Omen obviously. For TV though, we have The Haunting of the Sunshine Girl, The Hunt for Black-Eyed Kids, and Monsters and Mysteries in America for specific Black-Eyed Kids stuff. And actually, Brian Bethel speaks in Monsters and Mysteries in America for the Black-Eyed Kids episode, so you can get a really in-depth one for that one. But for other stuff, we have Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Criminal Minds, Fringe, Gotham, Highlander, Supernatural, Strangers from Hell, and Psychopath Diary. In video games, unfortunately we don't have any on BEK themselves, but here's some other spooky kids games such as Clock Tower, Skyrim, Shin Megami Tensei, Seven's Code, Undertale, Darkstalkers, Little Nightmares, Dead in Vinland, Far Cry 5, Drakengard 3, Lucius, and Resident Evil. My book recommendation this week is to have a read of The Black-Eyed Child of Cannock Chase by Lee Brickley himself. He's written quite a few books over here in the UK about our urban legends and cryptids, so have a look if you're into that. And that's straight from the horse's mouth as well, so that's always a good one. Or you've got Urban Legends, Strange Tales and Unsolved Mysteries from Around the World by James Proud for a whole other bunch of urban legends. I know we don't cover them very often, so it's quite nice to see that contrast, I suppose. Now it's time for Do I Think They Existed? Now, I'm going to say maybe for this one, because there are definitely creepy kids around, and although it can be a serious case of misidentification, maybe some really cool contact lenses, it's probably, more than likely, it's just some weird creepy kids who are getting off on this. I used to know a child when I was younger who spoke in singular syllables and stared a lot alongside decapitating all of the dolls, and if they're still around today, I imagine they are some kind of psychopath, at least, but not sure. 
but it definitely makes total sense that people might think that these monsters exist. And honestly, the idea is very creepy. I watched Orphan when I was far too young, and the idea of someone's eyes going black, to me at least, is pretty creepy. But what do you think? Do you think BEK roam the States and the UK? Let me know on Twitter, I'd love to know what you think. I really love touching on urban legends, you know, it's something that's a little bit more intense, harder to research, and more interesting to actually find stuff out about. It's a real dig through archives and websites for me, so I really enjoy it. They're also definitely more the creepy type, which our usual monsters don't usually get the same level of that creepiness, so it's really interesting and really nice to contrast when covering this kind of stuff. But next week, we are going to head back over to our traditional monsters, and we are heading over to the Philippines for a super cool monster based in the trees, the Capra. Don't steal their mangoes next Thursday. For now though, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you are listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next, and I'd really love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok, YouTube and Instagram are Myth Monsters Podcast and Twitter is Myth Monsters Pod. But all of our content can always be found at mythmonsters.co.uk and you can find us on Good Pods and Patreon if you want to help me fund the podcast too. Come join the fun though, share this with your pals, they might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky and I'll see you later babes.